two, one. How's it going, everybody? My name is Christopher. This is my dad, Leighton, and this is the Oystazen Show. And with Thanksgiving coming up in just a couple days, we're going to be doing a full Thanksgiving show talking about the foods that your dog can eat, the foods that your dog cannot eat for all of the uh, counter surfers out there, and then also how to deal with your dog um, in an active and high energy environment like when family come over for Thanksgiving. So we're going to be tackling all of that in the show. Um, should be a really, really good informative show, especially with the well timing of the holidays around the corner and all the family members coming over uh, and before we get into that a quick word from our sponsor so of course most of you guys know us we're with partners dog training school that's what we do for a living that's what pays for us and that's what sponsors us and pays for all our activities um, a lot of things happening partners crazy weekend very busy thanksgiving weekend i think we're either full or pretty close to full um had a had a uh, uh, kind of a hectic week with all the rain and mm -hmm. we had to do some uh repairs to the property but overall we got through it fine yeah so. yeah and uh actually just before we get into the show here we have uh, a little bit of an update from a previous episode on where we talked about belgian malinois and we talked about working dogs and uh, as part of that episode we mentioned conan which was the belgian malinois that took down the isis leader uh, i don't know what country were they in again uh, they were in um uh, iran no 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 then afghanistan wasn't it afghanistan i'm Gosh, not sure i can't it believe be, I it's can't probably remember. in the in the in the uh, article here but uh, a quick word uh, I guess from from Trump but we actually don't have audio so are you going to be able to right. speak over it a little so bit so what we're uh, yeah we're just kind of just kind of quickly sharing this here on my page and try and type at the same time while I'm thinking about Conan I'm super impressed with dog Conan all right there we go so um, basically we're going to show you a little clip of Conan with President Trump and with Vice President Pence um, and then we talk a little bit about that while it's rolling I'll, I'll kind of chat about it we don't have audio from the tape but um, I want you especially to look at how well-behaved this dog is. All right, so should be able to see him there. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's obviously a Belgian Malinois. Um, he is super well-behaved. Look at him. And, and obviously, Vice President Pence has a little bit of a, a connection with dogs. You can see when he touches the dog, he's, uh, he's actually cut. Uh, the dog is actually responsive towards that. Um, but what was really cool about this is normally we don't advise having a high drive dog into a high stress environment. And I cannot imagine how stressed that environment was. There are probably hundreds and hundreds of movies, I'm sorry, of TV crew and everything in front. And yet this dog was super well behaved. I don't know if that's the dog's handler. Doubt, I doubt it personally. Probably more likely the guy on the right is a Secret Service uh, guy. Okay. Um, I don't think that's the handler of the dog. Uh, you can't see it here, but I watched that video a couple of times and you can see the dog doesn't really interact very much with the Secret Service guy. He's more really focused on uh, on Pence than he is on anything else. But look how well behaved he is. He's calm. He's relaxed. A friend of mine actually said maybe he he was drugged. No, I don't think he was drugged. It's just a well-trained dog. And, and that's, of course, what this is all about. That's what we talk about all the time. So here they've got this awesome military working dog. Uh, that is patrol trained as well as explosive dog trained so they're called dual trained dogs and you can see he lifted his paw up there a second ago kind of want a little more attention but just loving it and and my belgian mal does the same thing another thing i wanted to mention is uh notice how far melania is standing from the dog so after this they asked her are you going to look at uh, adopting a dog a military working dog for your home and she was like nope good call definitely not the right dog to go into a home like that um, and obviously we want to make sure that everybody knows that as well. Another cool thing about this dog is, see how his ears are nice and down and flat, he's relaxed. Uh, you can kind of Not see so he nuzzles a little bit there, like he kind of pushes up 
I'm not sure if we completely synced with our sound in the video here, but you can see he's constantly looking for attention. That's the kind of thing we want to see in any dog, especially in a working dog. It's a dog that really wants to connect with you. He wants that attention, uh, willingness to please. He's kind of lifting his paws up saying, hey, dude, come on, give me some more attention. I mean, this could not have been better scripted if I had tried. I mean, I, I almost, I don't, I don't think it's another dog, but it's almost as if they used a fake dog just to kind of show you the attention, but they wouldn't have done that. Well, and that's so. really how those types of dogs should be. And we'll, we're actually going to talk about in this episode. Um, and know, that place was in Syria, by the way. Oh, it's in Syria. Yeah, okay. I just remembered that. Gotcha, gotcha. Syria. No, that makes sense. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about in this episode on if you do have a working breed dog, um, they should be able to interact with the family and so forth, just like any other dog if they're trained for protection specifically. Uh, maybe not some of the other working breeds like in law, law enforcement and so forth. But if you train your dog correctly in protection, they should be able to socialize and act in a um, you know high energy environment just as well as if there was a threat in the area. Um, that's right. really the difference between the, the dogs that are bred and trained well and the dogs that aren't. Yeah, um, and it's a, and it's a complicated subject. And we've talked about it in the past. We're not going to get into that tonight in more yeah. detail. But it was just cool to show you that piece of video and uh, to show you guys what we we're talking about. So today on the episode, like I said, we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving. Obviously, a big thing of Thanksgiving is is obviously the food, um, and we want to make sure that we're setting your dog up for success both from what foods they are allowed to eat. If you do want to give your dog some of the food, of course, sometimes we don't always recommend giving them human food uh, just because that can kind of set a bad precedent in terms of them starting to learn to beg. Um, but if you are going to give them human food or if you're having friends and family over and they start to slip them some food underneath the table, making sure that they're aware of what foods they can eat and what foods they definitely cannot eat or else you're going to be taking uh, a trip to the hospital, which obviously no one wants to do on a, on a family holiday. Yep. Uh, Before we get into foods, I want to mention something so you know one of the dangers of having a discussion like this is that we tend to generalize and generalize means we try and apply the same rule to every dog out there right. that's not obviously a good idea it doesn't matter whether we're talking about training or we talked about conan a few minutes ago or now we're talking about food so there are there are dogs that can do certain things like can eat certain foods and and so on especially dogs that have been brought up in a rural environment uh, dogs that are far less domesticated I don't want to say wilder, but dogs that have, you know, if they've, if they've well, been eating Well, just like humans, like dogs have different allergies and so forth to food right, as well. Even. Right, So like, And there's, there's a strong belief that the more we domesticate our dogs, the less likely they are to be able to handle eating something. So, so you know, for example, when I was a kid, we used to give our dogs chocolate as kids. And obviously nowadays we're going to tell you, don't give your dog chocolate. Well, none of my dogs had any negative effects from that. Uh, we used to freeze grapes and, and give that to the dogs. And now it's kind of discouraged. So there's lots of these little rules that have come in. Um, as a kid growing up, my dogs used to get bones and so forth, which, uh, which nowadays we frown upon. A serious little dog, we give that dog any kind of a bone that dog's going to be throwing up that night or, or having diarrhea the next day or worse that night while we're trying to sleep. And boy, there's nothing that wakes you up faster than hearing a dog starting to retch or hearing a dog that is having diarrhea in your bedroom. I tell you something, there's no better, if we can only figure out a way, you should develop an app that replicates that sound <laughs> of a dog having diarrhea in your room because there's no better app to wake you up than that, trust me. Yeah, that'll be a good alarm clock. So just remember these rules don't apply to everybody and there are some exceptions and obviously we just wanna make sure all your dogs are safe. Yeah, so the first thing, um, we're gonna go down the list of foods that your dog should not eat. So we're gonna cover those first. And the first thing is stuffing and I wanna read some of the, the notes here. So uh, obviously Thanksgiving dressing, it's made of onions, scallions, or garlic and these ingredients can be toxic to dogs and cats by the way for that matter uh, and can cause anemia which is the destruction of red blood cells so it is best to avoid uh, feeding any amount of stuffing to your dogs uh, no matter how good it might taste for yourself 
And then the Which next... Yeah, I don't like stuffing, so... Yeah, I'm not a fan either, there. but uh, I'm sure that uh, is going to be just as much uh, terrible for a lot of people to hear as well. But definitely don't feed it to your dogs if you're going to eat it yourself. Uh, another thing, ham and pork. Uh, now, this might be a little bit in... in you know, large amounts, but ham and pork can cause pancreatitis, uh, an upset stomach, vomiting, and diarrhea. It also is high in fat, which can lead to obesity in pets if they're eating large amounts. Um, but even a small amount of ham can contribute to large amounts of calories or food in a dog or a small dog or cat's diet. So um, again, wanting to stick away from ham. Uh, do you want to go over turkey bones? So turkey bones are one of the bones like we talked about earlier on. And sometimes you'll find that depending on how the turkeys are raised, the bone is either really soft, like almost like a, a rubbery sponge type bone. See the same thing with chicken bones. These are things we don't want to give our dogs is what happens the dog, instead of crushing that and breaking it up into little pieces that they can ingest, they'll bite on the bone and they'll actually, they'll try and swallow large chunks of it. And the last thing you need to or do is start to everything. splinter. Yeah. Well, splintering, ironically, that would be a brittle bone, but again, same thing applies. You don't want them splintering too much because then obviously that can cause injuries to their to their throats, tracheas, and to the internal organs, the the um, uh, the intestines, and so forth, going yeah. down. Uh, mashed potatoes. So mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes have a lot of yeah. Mashed potatoes for us yeah. is really really good for dogs. Not as much has a lot of obviously butter and milk, um, and can cause some diarrhea, especially if your dog is lactose intolerant. Which I didn't even know that dogs could be lactose intolerant. You know, again, it fits in that category. Some, of some dogs, dogs are, yeah, and some dogs are like not. Humans. You know, and it's it's there's a lot of debate in the world, and I'm not going to get myself into too much trouble here tonight. But one of the theories that is that the food that we feed our dogs nowadays is is uh, not naturally beneficial. Boy, that's a nice way of copying out of the answer. Um, it's just junk. It's just not good food compared to what we used to do in the old days. If you're somebody who feeds your dog natural or feeds a dog a meat, the heavy meat raw diet, I think raw diet's awesome, but it's a huge amount of work. Uh, we have a couple of friends that, that do that. And, uh, you know, I look at the trouble. I mean, there's one, I have one friend that spends two, three hours a on a Saturday. Now that's got like six different uh, things yeah. in, its, in its meal it makes it a lot more difficult so but you know you can do that but a lot of people do believe that the food that we feed nowadays just because of the way we feed the kibble type food uh, that that's led to all these allergies issues and things like that because to be honest 15 20 years ago i didn't even know about half this stuff you know and, and even further back than that we, we never even talked about it uh, so another thing is foods with grapes. A lot of grapes are raisins. Uh, so grapes and raisins are very virulent and potentially deadly because they cause um, uh, kidney failure. Uh, and so you want to make sure that any foods that are cooked with that or maybe salads that have grapes or raisins in them, uh, definitely wanting to keep so those no more away frozen from grapes as a treat, right? Yeah, that's interesting because that, I mean, that's definitely a, a treat that a lot of people use. But again, it's, it's it, and it's probably large amount of like, in in large amounts basically and so they then link that to to dogs and so forth so uh, i'm sure that there's dogs out there that have eaten grapes and have been fine obviously because they use it sometimes as treats uh chocolate obviously chocolate is uh is something that while very sweet for us can be toxic to dogs and cats um and especially darker chocolate so i guess the the more uh, potent it is um you know, can be can be potentially an emergency if your dog starts to ingest it, especially large amounts of it. Yeah, and stay away from my South African chocolate, okay? <laughs> He's forever freaking digging into the chocolate that I import, which is my favorite chocolate. Him and my daughter, Alessandra, is actually standing on the other side. She's hiding away from the camera right now. So Busy says, thumbs up if you think Christopher's RBF is the best. What's that? RBF. I, uh... Brittany, you're going to have to specify what that Re means. Oh, I know what it means. Rest, <laughs> resting bitch face. 
Seriously? Yeah. I thought it was your hairstyle because I was going to say, you definitely have a better hairstyle than me. Anyway. All right. So let's talk about things that are actually safe for your dog and things that it can do. So obviously, lean meat. Any kind of meats that uh, that dogs, you know, the, the, the uh, fillet steak, you know, steak, of course, being the primary thing. So, you know, while we're on that subject, we will often... Oh, actually, real quick, before we get on to the things that are good with it, uh, walnuts, pecans, pistachios, spices, all of those things, again, often mixed into meals, uh, can still be potentially or uh, potentially toxic and so forth for your dog, can cause, you know, abdominal, uh, upset uh, stomach and uh, intestinal damage and so forth, especially if they're rich in fat. Uh, so you definitely want to keep those away from your dogs. All right, all right. I want to talk now, about good stuff. now we can talk about good stuff. Yeah. Well, I want to make sure that everyone's, you know, staying safe out there. So one of the things we always advise is that when you have treats that you give your dog, you have a low value, which is normally like just food or kibble or something like that, and a high value treat. So we've talked about hot dogs in the past, using cheese, using peanut butter. Um, we have a trick, we'll take peanut butter, wipe it on our hands and then wipe it onto something and the dog will address or focus or target onto that item. It's a really good way to target your dog, especially if you trade your dogs for, for um, um, trick training and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so obviously lean meat, steak, anything like that, great high value treat, really works well with the dog, uh, but make it work for it. You know, kind of like uh, I was training a dog the other day to not take my fingers off and and I was keeping it closed up in my hand like that. And man, did that dog want that steak, you know, out of my hand. I was like, nope, you got to eat nicely. And then eventually the dog figured it out because it really wanted the treat. Uh, fresh fruits. Uh, so apples, oranges, bananas, watermelons. Uh, watermelons are often used as, as treats, especially in the summertime. You can freeze them and then uh, that makes it even uh, nicer for your dog and so forth. Yep. So definitely fresh make, fruits. Make sure are, you remove the seeds first. Yep, remove the stems and remove the seeds if yep. you have any because uh, those can cause issues. Right. Vegetables. Uh, dogs have, uh, you know, we like carrots. We'll freeze carrots and uh, give that to the dog. Keeps them occupied for a while. It's great for a dog with separation anxiety. Kind of give them something, makes them chew on it for a little while and keeps them occupied. Uh, cucumber slices, zucchini. I've never given a dog zucchini. So we did some research on this and uh, yeah, I, I didn't see the zucchini before. Uh, plain baked potato, I guess. Also never done that. Uh, but any of those kind of raw foods and so on. The other day yeah. I went off to a, um, to a resort where they were doing raw uh, vegetables. It was really cool. They had all the vegetables uh, laid out in their garden. You drive past, and we had a, I had a salad from the place, and it was absolutely awesome. And those vegetables were literally straight out of their garden. So anything like that would be great for your dog. And then uh, and a really good thing, both during Thanksgiving time as well as if you want to mix uh, some of this into your dog's daily diet, is cooked white rice uh, or even some pasta. Obviously, without spices, without butter and milk and everything along those lines. Uh, but uh, that can also help if your dog has stomach issues or has trouble eating in some cases. Uh, so that's another good alternative. And I was wondering if there is any places I know, like uh, Starbucks does the puppuccinos and I believe yep. like Dutch Bros does something along similar. I was wondering if there's any places that do something around the holiday times, but I'm you sure know, those same places do. Yeah, they um, probably do. And, and by the way, if you live in Cave Creek Dunkin or Donuts, in the Carefree right. area, uh, Dutch Bros just opened today. Did you I know, know that? Yeah, I did know that. Have you been there already? I haven't because it's such a I, I, like I know it's going to be a disaster to go down there. It's be like five uh, million cars. Yeah. There. Yeah, in turn, and like I think people were even complaining that just all of Cape Creek Road is now backed up because of it, which I'm not surprised Ugh, with at all. Great. So, okay. um, what happens if your dog does ingest the foods that you don't want them to ingest? Uh, so, you want to make sure that you can have a veterinarian on call. Make sure that you're making those plans ahead of time, so that way you have a veterinarian that you know is open 24/7. If you do need to go down, and, and if there is an emergency, um, you know the most important thing is to be able to have those those plans in place so that you can take action 
if something were to happen. Um, and then like and then bread put helps, them in your put uh, your vet in your. I was actually just looking it up now. Yeah, we have favorites. a we have a couple of uh, vets that we use, but uh, always tell people things you put in your your phone and your favorites is your attorney because you never know when you might need to call your attorney i'm just seeing it now tim for she's like in capital Do you have his letters. number memorized i don't but no. uh, trust me it's going to be the first call <laughs> i call if i ever need to call him if you're in lockup um, do they allow you to get your phone and and like look up a number i'm not sure that's why i'm going to call you first if i ever have to get <laughs> get arrested but but joking aside though make sure that you have those numbers in your in your uh, favorites list because that way you can get it real quick. Um, if you do have an emergency, call the vet ahead of time. Make sure that you know who's open, who's not. Remember, over Thanksgiving, a lot of the hospitals are closed, so it's got to be an emergency hospital, 24 hour. We've got a couple of 24 hours. Scottsdale has one. Uh, um, Animal Health Services up in Carefree, and mm -hmm. then Pet Urgent Care, Care, Pet Urgent Care down on Cave Creek and the 101. Um, we have all of those. We can contact them, reach out to them. We actually have one or two of their personal numbers as well, so we can get them to come in. We always have that. The more you prepare for those kind of things, the less likely you are to like be in a panic situation and not be able to remember stuff. You, it's, it's really tough sometimes when you are in a panic to remember. So right. call ahead. Make sure you let them know you're coming. Uh, be prepared for something like that. The more prepared you are, the less likely you are to need it. And is then like um, you know forced uh, regurgitation? What about that? Yeah, if you can get to the vet, do that. Um, you're making your dog throw up. There's different things you can use. Uh, I don't really want to get into that now because I'm, I'm hesitant. Uh, you know, there are some things if you want to look it up online that you can that can cause your dog to throw up to regurgitate and bring out that thing. But there's pros and cons of some of those things too. So, so my suggestion is you let the vet deal with that. If you know what you're doing, then obviously you're not going to be asking me this question as to how you make that happen. Uh, I've done it a couple of times with dogs in my life. It's worked on both times, but uh, you know, I also had a dog that I saved by putting a drip on the dog, and then afterwards the client was upset with me because I stuck a drip in their dog. But the dog was dying, or, or not dying, I'm sorry, the dog had heat stroke, and we had to do that, and, and uh, you know, at the time I thought it was a good idea. What about so. like bread? Um, is bread help, or is that really only in, like if they ingest like... Yeah, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't give them anything at that stage unless you really know what you're doing because there's lots of things that can go wrong, and uh, you know, when we... When when we do programs like this, I'm always nervous that somebody goes, oh, well, because Leighton or Christopher said, yeah. do this, let's try that. No, get them to a vet. Uh, most times we're within you know, 10, 12 minutes of a vet here, and there's not a lot you can do in that time that, that's better than getting the dog to the vet first. But the best thing you do is let the vet know you're coming yeah. so that they prepared when you walk in that, when you arrive and you just go straight in, straight into the surgery room, and they can basically do what they need to do. Uh, symptoms, so like lethargia. Retching. Retching. Trying to throw up, diarrhea. not being able to throw up, diarrhea. Um, you know, anytime your dog looks at unusual, it doesn't mean to say if they don't feel well, you've got to rush off to the vet. But I'm talking about if you think that they've got something in them, I wouldn't waste time trying to figure out what they've ingested. I would basically get them in the car. You could let somebody at home figure out, you know, what they may have eaten or not. And you get to the vet in the meantime and they can call you, etc. Um, remember, time is of the essence. Don't have an accident driving to the vet. Um, that's ironically not something we should be kidding about. Um, quick story, when we were in search and rescue, when I was in search and rescue, our instructors always tell us like don't race to the to the station to launch or to to go out um, take your time getting there be safe etc and yet i still know of cases where people like were just out of control getting there because right. they were in such a rush so stay safe you know be be sensible 
drive, you know, safely, don't injure somebody or kill yourself on the way to vet. And then the other thing I want to comment on real quick is uh, when you do have friends and family over, obviously it's going to be a high energy environment. If you especially have a dog that maybe is nervous meeting new people or just anxious in general, um, or if you have a dog that just has a ton of energy and they get too excited meeting new people and can potentially, you know, jump on them or knock them down or revert back on some poor behaviors, um, making your or having your dog crated or off in a yep. room separate um, when guests are first arriving is a really, really good way to break some of that initial tension. And then if you you know feel that your dog is able to handle those situations in a calm manner, bringing them out afterwards and introducing them gradually to the people around will really help uh, make sure that you have success when, uh, when making those introductions to your dog and your family and friends uh, over the holidays. Because if you do it all at once too quick, um, either, you know, like I said, they could get too excited and, and, you know, do something inappropriate or if they're anxious and so forth, then they could do something appropriate, inappropriate in that case. And then always like watching your dog while there are things going around, especially if you have a lot of have a kids over, um, you know, making sure that they're playing appropriately with the dog if they're guard, if they are going to be playing together. Um, you know, we've heard countless stories of a, of a dog that's bitten a kid because the kid was being too rough with the dog while playing. So you want to make sure that uh, that you're teaching them what is appropriate play and yep. what is uh, what is good in those situations. And, and, and don't be shy to just leave them crated in the in the bedroom mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, those couple of hours, those few hours, uh, if you have a dog that stresses out easily, that's got some separation issues, that's got some reactivity issues, you know, that's not the time to try and force that on your right. guests and so forth. It's kind of like politics, you know, just kind of like put it to one side during Thanksgiving dinner unless you've yeah. got a family member there that you're trying to get rid of, then, you know, always bring up politics, you know, that, that also works. All right. Well, anything else? I got nothing else. Awesome. Perfect. Thanks so, so much. So we're going to go back to Wednesday. Yep. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. next week. Okay. Yep. I might not be able to make it because that's going to be uh, Sarah's birthday next Wednesday night. Oh, okay. And you know what? Actually, I might not be here either. So now that I think about it, we might actually skip next Wednesday. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We will post about it if we are or are not going What's on. What's your excuse? Um, I'm out of town. Where are you? In uh, Utah. I told you about this. All right. So thanks right. very much, guys, for tuning in and watching. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. If you yeah, are celebrating absolutely. Thanksgiving. From all of us here at Partners. A, yeah. Have a happy holidays in general. Um, and we will see you guys soon. Thanks so much.